Now you're a carrier. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go ahead and, uh, and sit down again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Man, it's good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm already getting extra stuff that I didn't want to do when I walked right there. So, mm, thank you, Lord. God is good. Thank you, Lord. And... <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, praise God. Well, let's just, just do this first. Tevesha bazide caprodo balini dodando, vieje de monogo mana diana goroji, carilla comoda kilika chupoda la panta, fairing any cash la no muscle legion in Berdenzi, but you believe bronze devotos of Badanza get even inch in a better smadanza. And so when you live in the right atmosphere, and you go there again and again, you'll find that it'll produce growth in your life. Those things that have been held back and you've been diminished in, they'll flourish in that atmosphere. And so enter in and come boldly to my throne and worship me freely, and you'll find that that very presence will cause you to overcome, it will cause you to grow, and then see things you've longed for, and then see things you've desired in times past. It is in that atmosphere that I will cause you to flourish where you've been in a drought. It is in that atmosphere I will cause you to grow where you've been, you, you've been kept low. And so enjoy my presence today. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Mm. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? Mm. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now the teaching side of me wants to wants to go from there and talk about greenhouses and stuff. You know, I mean, you put the right plant in the right environment and so forth, and it goes. But you take it out where it's the temperature's not right and it's not able to become all that it could become, right? You see that? You recognize that? Same thing true for your spiritual life. You surround yourself with the wrong thing, and it'll be difficult. You surround yourself with the wrong atmosphere, it'll be difficult. It'll be just be more difficult for you to flourish and thrive. Amen. That's why it's important to be in the right place. Of course, that's according to that word, that with the tongue and interpretation, which equals prophecy in Scripture. According to, that's the atmosphere of His presence. But you also recognize that if, that if you go places that are contrary to that, if you surround yourself with your environment of people and it is contrary to that environment to where you can flourish, then you're going to struggle. I mean, if you're there a lot, you know what I mean? I mean, we're all in a world, a fallen world, and, and you know, that's the way it is, that's the way it's supposed to be, I guess, for now. Uh, 
for us, I mean, fallen world is not God's plan, but the fact that you're here and I'm here, that is God's plan. Huh? But we got to spend a lot of time in the greenhouse before we ever go out. Otherwise, the outside gets on you instead of you getting on them. Amen, amen, amen. And if you've been struggling to make any progress and you've been in the same spiritual condition for, for a long, long time, it's time to change the environment. Huh? This kind of atmosphere will help tremendously. But we're not doing this every day, so you've got to get some of this on your own, huh? <laughs> amen. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. He's always looking to help us to, to go up higher and to experience Him more. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing here. Thank you for what you're working in us. I believe that you are working in us. You're working in individuals in particular. And all of us are being saturated. Saturated in your glorious presence. And it's better than anything else. Thank you, Father, for working in us. Thank you for working in us. Thank you for working in us. Thank you for working in us. Amen. I will say this again. Uh, it may, it's a kind of continu- continuation of that, but I, I have it, I have it impressed inside of me that some are real, really in a in a struggle, in a trial, and I know that's not everybody all the time. For, I know that uh, some are in a real struggle and a trial, and and that thing might get the best of you unless you do this. It might get the best of you unless you say, I'm just going to go in and worship the Lord. I'm going to go in and, 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 and make, my, make the presence of my life His presence. When you do that, it'll be easy and you'll overcome. Huh? But it might be hard on your head when you first get going. But you've got to go there and then keep going there until the atmosphere is right in your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. Everybody okay? Amen. If you have a Bible, look at Hebrews 12 for a moment while I pray some more to see if I'm going to read that verse. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your greatness, your great love and mighty power. Strength for today. Help for tomorrow. Wisdom from heaven. Thank you, Lord. You give it all to us. We trust you. We believe in you. We believe in your sustaining power, in your wisdom. We believe in you and thank you that you're working in us today, causing us to go the right way. Thank you, Lord, not missing a beat, not missing a step, staying right in the middle of your will and plan. Amen. Did you find Hebrews? Chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so uneasily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I just want you to focus on that that phrase, the way that a person... Uh, finishes their race, they do the will of God, they succeed, they win what's before them, it's they keep their eyes on Jesus. There's some other 
you know, important facts in there and, and principles in there. But they keep their eyes on Jesus because he ran before us. He did it already. But they look unto Jesus. Uh, one of the greatest detriments to our success and and living a full life is that we get our eyes, it's real simple, we get our eyes off Jesus. All right? And, and, and I got to tell you, that's pretty much the norm for the human race. And unfortunately, it's the norm for much of Christianity for people to live their lives with their eyes off of Jesus. I don't mean they don't ever glance. And there's an occasional look, you know, Sundays. Hey, Jesus. And then we go back to looking at everything else. And if you're looking at everything else, you're not looking at Him. Amen. You know, I heard some some studies recently that was uh, that was uh, talking about how, how how multitasking makes you stupid. And we think we can do all these things at once, but apparently there's a bunch of studies out there and so forth that say that not really that you can't, <laughs> and you're kind of going back and forth. And you're training yourself not to focus. Just food for thought. There's something very, very valuable about staying in a place for a while and, and fixing your gaze, fixing your focus, and keeping your eyes on Jesus. But many times, why do we take our eyes off Him? Well, we think there's stuff we've got to take care of. We got to do it. We got to deal with stuff. We got projects. We got things to do and places to go and people to see and problems to solve and bills to pay. And you know what I'm talking? We got stuff to do, man. How can I keep my eyes on Jesus? And so we think that if we're looking this way, we're going to miss out on some other stuff that's all around. If I'm looking this way at the Lord, I'm going to miss. What I want, what I need, what I want to have in my life, I'm going to miss it because it's over here. And I'm telling you, it's not there. Because everything you want, truly want, everything you need is between, it is on, it's in this line of sight. When you look at Jesus, you will see it. When you look away from him, you will see other stuff. You might even think it's good stuff or important stuff, but it wasn't put there by God. It's a counterfeit. It's a substitution. It's a poor substitution for what you would get looking this way. Oh, this is good, huh? And we trade God's best all day long because we're trying to make it happen ourselves and we're looking for other th- other stuff amen amy i need to borrow you i've already got her uh if i'm single thinking i need a mate I need a spouse. I need a wife. All right? And the Lord's over here. Well, no, let's, let's, let's do it. How, how, can I, how can I arrange this property? Well, I'll put the Lord over there. Okay? The Lord's over there. So this would be looking unto Jesus. So I've prayed. I've sought the Lord. You know, I believe I receive. Hallelujah. 
and, uh, and the Lord's there. But if I don't, you know, maybe the Lord hasn't put her there yet. Okay? So be over here for a moment. The Lord hasn't put her there yet. And so because he hasn't, I'm looking unto the Lord. Hmm. But I need a mate. I need to get married. I need a wife. So what do I, what do, I do? I start looking around. I start looking all these different directions, and I get my eyes off of Jesus. Now, I might find some options over here, but they won't be ones that the Lord put there, because why would He put something there to get me to look away from Him? None of them can be His deal, His plan, His will. Because he wouldn't foster that condition in my life where I would look to myself, what I know, my wisdom, my understanding, my opportunities. He would never want me to live that way. According to the word, I'm supposed to live this way, looking unto him. And if I am looking unto him, then at the right time, the right place, I'm looking unto him. And look, there's something right there in my pathway. And it's God, and it's right. It's a good time, it's a good place, but I get it by looking to Him. Thank you, good job. I do. (laughs) Everybody with me on that? That's not just applying to someone who wants to get married. It applies to all kinds of stuff. What, What should we do? Look to the Lord. When? Well, always. It's the focus. It's the, he's the reason we live. It's what we, we keep our attention on. And then he puts stuff in our path. If it's not on the path, it's not right. If it's not on the path, it's not every good and perfect gift that comes from above. So you've got to believe, obviously, that he loves you. He's for you. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff for you in your life. Should we go after it? No. Let's go after him. Huh? I mean, didn't Jesus basically say that in in Matthew chapter 6 when he said in verse 33? Before that, he said, after all these things, the the Gentiles, the the world, they look after. They're always concerned about what they're going to wear, what they're going to eat, where they're going to live, all the natural issues of life. They worry about it. They think about it all day long. He said, don't even think about that stuff. What do you mean? How can I not think about that? No, he said, just seek the kingdom. Just seek first the kingdom of God, and, and he will add all these things to you. And, and how many know a whole lot of us know that verse? If you've been in church for very long, you've heard that verse. You could probably quote that verse. Far less of us live that verse. Why? Because we seek all the stuff. We think, but I need this. I need this. I've got to look at this. I've got to work this out. And we, in the process, anything we're doing, if it takes our eyes off of Jesus, it's not right. It's not of him. He wouldn't lead you to do that. But you keep your eyes on him. And things will click. Opportunities come. The right people will be there. Blessings will be there. Amen. Amen. So I'm not sure if that will work. Why don't you try it? For a year. Keep your eyes on Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Look over with me at Philippians chapter 3. Just a short left. Filipinos chapter 3. 
Thank you, Lord. Everybody getting this? This is not just a teaching. I prepared it real nice and sweet and laid out. This is this is God talking to you. Amen. Amen. Verse seventeen, Philippians three seventeen. Brethren, join in following my example. And note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. How many know uh, when a person says, well, I follow the Lord, but I don't follow any humans. I don't follow any people. No, that's not scriptural. How many know we do follow people? Now, you don't want to follow them off the cliff. But when people have a relationship with God and it's working in their life and they're seeing success, we do follow people and we learn from their example. And we're supposed to. That's a godly thing. Amen. You know, some individuals, they see themselves more as these freelance Christians and they just kind of pop from place to place. They're not committed to anyone or to anything. They won't, they won't have any, any uh, accountability in their life. They, they balk at the word submission, all that kind of stuff. And they just think, no, I just serve the Lord. I just go wherever he tells me. And, and you might be more in the flesh than you think. I didn't plan on saying that at all, but I think I'm supposed to. All right. Uh, verse 18. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Now that's sad, isn't it? But notice Paul's attitude. He said, I'm not happy about this. See, he saw some people doing the wrong thing, going the wrong direction. He wasn't just angry at them. He wasn't like, man, those dogs, they, they, they deserve what's coming to them. He was crying. He said, oh, oh, this hurts me. I'm sad about this. They are enemies of the cross of Christ. Verse 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame. Look at this last phrase here in verse 19. Who set their mind on earthly things. I think that's a quite an outstanding statement to, to say these guys are enemies of the cross. Uh, they, uh, their end is destruction. Their God, their God is their belly, which, you know, has to do with what do you mean their God is their belly? They're just following around their own appetites, their own desires, their own fleshly wants and cravings. They're just living in the world. They're living in the flesh, opposite of the cross, all right? That's the way they are. And he said, and this is the description of them, they set their mind on earthly things. I mean, we might, not, we might just read that phrase all by itself and think, well, you know, that's probably not encouraged, but that's not so bad that, you know, you're thinking about earthly, natural stuff. According to this, it's used in a real serious way that if you set your mind on earthly things, that's pretty severe. That's pretty significant. That's a really bad way to live because that's, in, that's consistent with those who are enemies of the cross, so I want to stay out of that category, but again, I have a feeling that, you know, good portions of the Christian world set their mind on earthly things. If we don't intentionally set our mind on heavenly things, we probably fall into that, fall into that category. 
Because earthly things are around us every day, every day and they're yapping at us for attention. They're trying to get our focus, where? Off of Jesus onto them. Not looking to Jesus, looking to them. Looking to the things of this world. Mind on earthly things. That's pretty bad. Verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our bodies and, and, and so forth. He said our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. One, King James Bible, I think, says our conversation is in heaven. Uh, some translations, there, there's one out there that uses the word homeland. Our homeland is in heaven. Yeah. He's saying, follow us as, as an example. Then he went off and talked about these other people, the way they do it. He said, follow us as an example. See, we're living out of heaven. That's where our home is. That's where our conversation, that's where our focus is, 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 is we're, we're focused on the things of heaven. Well, what happens when you do that? Well, Jesus said, all these things will be added unto you. Paul said, you know, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, if you look in unto Jesus, you'll be able to finish your race. There, there's a whole lot of advantage to an individual who will keep looking to the Lord. Some of the greatest experiences I've had in God personally, as far as just a personal enjoyment experience with God, have been when I have been completely and totally focused on Him for a period of time. Sometimes not even a long time, but I got focused enough for a period of time and God moved. I mean just strong, can't hardly describe how good it is, amazing, just because of looking and not seeing anything else but Him. How many know our world today is kind of training us to do the opposite? There's so many things to look at. And how many of them know those things matter? Man, so many of them don't matter at all. And if they're earthly things, God's blessings, His gifts, His provision, His connections, His all this stuff, they're not in that, that line of sight. And so again... We're looking for stuff, and it's right there. We're looking, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. <laughs> We're looking for stuff to fulfill us, looking for things to make our lives better, to make our lives full, to add to, to prepare. We're looking, we're looking, we're looking, and the answer is right there. I know Jesus. I, I, I have a relationship with the Lord. I still love the Lord. I just got some things I got to work on here. Got some things I got to take care of. As soon as I get this figured out, I'm going to have more time for him again. I'm going to get I'm going to get back into church and I'm going to get back into you know serving the Lord and and and, and doing His will for my life. I've just got to figure a couple th- more things out here. But again, we don't realize when we look to Him. Oh, that's what I was wanting the whole time. That's what fulfills me. But we didn't get it by looking at it. We got it by looking at Jesus. And at the right time and the right place, he put it there. You know the Lord's got things figured out. He does. He's got some things figured out for your life. He's got some, I mean, they're already laid out there. I don't mean we can waste our time. I don't mean we should waste opportunities. I don't mean we should let ourselves be distracted. But I tell you, the Lord has a plan. And I got this strong 
belief that if we mess up on something in our life, that that doesn't do away with everything the Lord has planned for us. It may have kept us longer from getting there. Because many times, hey, how many know we like to disqualify ourselves? Say, oh, that sounds real good, but I've been looking over there for a year and a half. I've been looking all around for 20 years. I've been looking, and so that sounds all real good, but I don't know. You know, I have a feeling the Lord can still work it out. Hmm? So did I miss out on anything? Well, maybe so. I don't, you know, our time is not unlimited here on earth. We know that. You can be done. But we're still here. And so even if we missed out on some things, I think the Lord's still got some stuff. But still, the only way we get it is, is to look and to keep looking. Well, I don't see anything. Keep looking at Him. Just like we talk about when we worship. We're not looking for a feeling. We're not looking for a goosebump. We're not looking for gold dust. We're not, <laughs> we're not looking to see an angel. We're not, we're not, that's not our goal. That's not, what are we trying to do? Glorify Him. When you glorify Him, you worship Him, then you're in an atmosphere where stuff can happen. Huh? Where God can move and, and things begin to manifest. You thought, I didn't even think of that one. That's because you weren't thinking about it, that it, you were, it was allowed to happen. Amen. And so when we talk about keeping our eyes on the Lord, not setting our mind on earthly things, but our citizenship being in heaven, that's our homeland. We've got our focus on Him. What does that mean? A lot of that, it simply has to do with what is important to Him. What is important to God? Is what you are doing, is what you are spending your time on, spending your free time on, what, what, you know, is, is that important to Him? Does it matter at all in eternity? When we are heavenly minded and not earthly minded we see things differently than most people around us we absolutely do and you know sometimes when when you read in the in the news or see on the news of someone famous someone well known who passes passes away and i'm not thinking of anyone recently and i mean if i start thinking i know some people who did but i'm not referencing anyone but you hear about different ones who have passed away um you'll find this to be a constant narrative uh because it's socially correct and acceptable it's always well so and so rest in peace right and that's a kind thing to say but how many know if you're if you really have a and an understanding, a revelation of eternity, you're not happy about it, but you know that's not always the case. That there are some who are absolutely in peace, and there are some that are as far away from peace as you can get. So that's not real joyful necessarily, but how many know if we are seeking the kingdom and are mindful of eternity and heavenly things, we have to be aware of this. Let's just not look at life and look at people around us and people are being born and passing away every day and think this life is it. That's earthly minded. Man, we've got to be aware of reality and be conscious of how our life, our lives and our choices play into eternal uh, significance. There are ramifications to your life. And if, if, 
again, if the Lord, if the things of God, the kingdom of God are just an occasional visit, then, I don't know, we might be over there with those, these people who are minding earthly things. Amen. You know, uh, we'll look at Colossians as the next book there. The third chapter of Colossians says something very similar. It says in verse 1, If then you were raised with Christ, so if that's you, then this is talking to you, this is speaking to me, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. What, what are we to do? Seek those things. Seek those things. That's the reason we live. That's the reason we, we get up. That's the reason we go to work. That's the reason we pray. We're seeking the will of God. We're seeking those things. What does heaven want? Amen. And I know, I know we've been teaching some recently on, on prayer and some of the aspects of a, a prayer life. And I, you've heard me say this, and I got it from the Scripture, didn't make it up. But God wants to do what you want. He wants to give you your desire. Hmm? Jesus said, you'll ask what you will, and it'll be done. No doubt God wants to fulfill your desire. But if that's the motivation of our life, if that's the complete picture of who we are, we're living for what we want, how many know we've missed that main message there? Okay, the context of God giving us things of what we want, how many know that's in a life of a, of a person submitted to do what he wants? All right, that's the foundation. That's the beginning point. I've given my life to him. He's given me eternal life. I've been born again, and I'm going to be with him forever. I've received more than I could even comprehend as far as material things and, and worldly goods. I've received eternal life. I've received forgiveness of sins. My slate has been washed clean. I will forever be with the Lord. There's nothing else you can add to that. I mean, the whipped cream on top of that can't even be seen. I mean, this is, big, this is a big honking piece of pie. But you know what goes with that? I've received all that from the Lord. What is my life supposed to be from now on? Do His will. I live to do His will. I am here at your service. I serve at the, at the King's pleasure. I am here for your purpose. And if that is the direction and focus and consecration of my life, yeah, then in the middle of that, and Lord, hey, I'd like one of these. Bingo. I'd like one of these. Bam. But that, the, the goal of prayer was never for us to be materially focused and to get our mind back on earthly things. Amen. Amen. So he said, verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Do what? Set your mind on them. Think God's thoughts, not earth thoughts. Well, I'm just trying to save the planet. Watch out. Well, I'm just wor- working to, you know, you got to watch out for any of these things. Why? You can become so preoccupied and it's earthly stuff. It's temporal. Amen. I found myself... Uh, this is an odd statement, but 
I found myself recently. I was uh, at home, and the TV was on for a substantial period of time on politics. You know, election stuff and results coming in. I was partly watching it and partly not watching it. It was on for a long time, and I'd look up and watch and, and see how things were going. And at one point, I recognized something in me where, I, where my re, this, this is odd. I mean, it just dawned on me. My reality of God while looking at it went down. The reality of the of 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 his kingdom, of his will, of his plan, the future, everything went down, and I was focused on that. And it, it I didn't say anything to anyone else. You know what? I did, well, all I did is went click and I turned it off. You know, my life went on actually too, without knowing all the results of the rest. But I just went. Eh. I thought, oh no, I'm not going there. I don't mean I'm never going to pay attention to that. I'm not saying that or that you can't or whatever. I'm just saying I recognize it in me. All of a sudden, to put it in this language, I became very earthly minded. To the point, again, I'm not saying you can't be involved in politics and all that kind of Christians should. But we've got to keep our heavenly mindset. We can't be mindful of earthly things. We need to be mindful of heavenly things. What's happening in you? What do you think of? What are you aware of? Are you living conscious of God? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Set your mind on things above. Verse 3, for you died. That doesn't sound like a good confession. (laughs) You are dead, dude. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's our life. Who's he talking to? Save people. This is who you are. Look with me at one more, maybe. John 3. John chapter 3. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for working in us tonight. Thank you for helping us to stay in the middle of your will, to experience your best, to enjoy our life, our lives on this earth, but to keep our focus on you, to keep our mind on heavenly things, on eternity. Thank you, Lord. In John chapter 3, let me find the verse I want. Verse 13, well, verse 12. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Well, that's a good question. Verse 13, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. Now, that's a squirrely verse, isn't it? Jesus is talking about himself. No one there, no one ascended, but the son who came down from heaven, that's me, and I'm in heaven. He's talking to a guy face to face, Nicodemus, said, and I'm there. Now, Jesus is not referencing uh, omnipresence, which is part of the nature of God being everywhere at once. Jesus was confined to his human body, like we are. He lived as a man. He's not saying, I'm everywhere at once, all right? But there is, there is a, a reference here to him being in heaven while he was on earth. Was he physically in heaven? No, he was physically 
on earth. But there was still something about his life, about his focus, about his attention, about his relationship with the Father, which was amazing, where he could literally say, and I'm in heaven right now. Where are you? I'm just here. (laughs) Well, stop it. Stop being just here. Be there too. Yeah, we got our physical lives. We got we got things we're living out here. We got our feet planted on planet Earth. Be in heaven. Let heaven be your draw, be your source, be your resource, be your strength, be your your direction, your wisdom. Where you going in life, man? Wherever heaven leads. Wherever I get direction from above. Amen. And I don't mean just telling people that don't understand and sounding like you're crazy and stuff. But I mean in your own life and amongst those who you can have a conversation. Amen. There are things from heaven that want to get in your business. But don't let it be right there. Don't let it be behind you while you're looking everywhere else. What do you want me to do, Lord? You know, looking for answers, looking for help. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let him drop things in your path. Praise God. Father, thank you for what you're doing here tonight. Oh, you're answering, you're helping. I believe that you are at work. And you are showing us things that we wouldn't see if our attention were on anything or anyone else. Thank you, Lord. You're showing us stuff we'd never run into. We'd never know it was there. We weren't looking to you. But, Father, we look to you. We do look to you tonight. We look to you. For this is right. Set our attention, our heart, our priority on you and you alone. Your kingdom. What matters to you? Show us eternity, Lord. Show us your will and your plan. We believe everything else will fall into place. We're looking unto you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you bring to us and all that you provide and all that you reveal. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. All the praise, all the thanks, wonderful things are coming. Wonderful and bright days are ahead for those, the children of God, the people of His plan, who will by His Spirit be led. We look to you. Thank you, Lord. We look to you. We look to you. We set our eyes on you. We give you our attention and our focus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. 
salvation. You're our song. We glorify your name. Every day, every day, all day long, we glorify your name. We give you praise. encourage you guys uh, tonight as you're going through stuff going through your day going through your life if you find yourself lacking consciousness and awareness of God maybe you're just looking like we're talking about looking at other stuff just stop and say Lord I'm looking to you Lord I'm I'm, I'm mindful of you again say it out loud make your mind stop and listen to what you have to say. say Lord I put my mind back on you Lord, I put my attention on heavenly things. I got caught up again in this worldly junk. I got caught up focusing too much on natural stuff and earthly things. I'm changing again. Remember a couple weeks ago? We were talking about your thoughts. If you were here, if you weren't here, get on the app and listen to it. Be helpful. Get your thoughts. Create that new pathway through the field. Similar to that, you know, reshift our focus. You have to do it a bunch of times before it sticks. Before it comes your becomes your normal way of living your life. Because if normal way, and really in, in this world, normal way is looking the wrong way. But as we prayed again, I, I saw again, as I prayed there a moment ago, saw again, people want to see things. They want answers. They want, they want things shown to them. But they're They won't see it until they look the right direction. It's not there. It's there. It's not that it's not there. It's just not there. And it's not over there. It's there. And so if you're looking, 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 I don't see it. I don't see it. I see it. Look different. Look a different place. Amen. Oh, yeah. God is good. Amen. I think we're done. I think. Everybody okay? I'm glad I came to church tonight. That close, I was not going to come. No, <laughs> Amen. It's good when we all participate like this, though. Everyone gets their spirit involved. Everyone worships the Lord. And uh, good things happen. Amen. 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 Maybe one of these nights the Lord's going to lead us to, uh, to lay hands on people. In blessing. In blessing. That'd be fun, huh? I'd I'd say, well, maybe we'll do that next week, but I don't really know. So (laughs) maybe we will. But, uh, and just, you know, that tangible presence of God, that's that anointing just in blessing. Remember, Jesus laid his hands on the children and blessed them. That was the reason he laid hands on them, just blessing. Yeah. All right. Well, Uh, We're going to receive this.